Vikings blitz. Here's Kendricks, and down goes Ben! Eric Kendricks, that's his fifth sack, which is a career best for one of the best linebackers in the NFL, E.K. Yo, what's going on? Happy Friday and welcome to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network. And as always, Vikings.com's Tatum Everett is here. And tonight, helping us get you guys up to speed with everything you need to know from inside the TCO Performance Center. It's friend of the show. You hear her every week on 9 to Noon with PA. She appeared on Greeny earlier this week and now she's joining us tonight. Courtney Cronin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? This is my first time doing a podcast with Tatum. Really? That's so, true. That's true. This yep. is exciting. I know. We have a lot of mutual friends. I knew nice. coming up here that you mm-hmm. were, you know, awesome at your job, someone <laughs> I need to connect with. So I'm glad we got to do something. Tatum and finally. I actually, I don't know if she's going to remember this. We were in the TV room at SEC Media Days in 2013. It was wow. when the whole thing with like Johnny Manziel and yes. AJ McCarron and they were at the Manning Passing Academy yeah. and it was like, who's covering for who? Because <laughs> someone's sneaking out of the room like to break curfew and all this stuff. And that's the first time I met <laughs> yeah. Tatum. Yeah, no, it's crazy because I always compare that SEC Media Days to every other one because I know- That was chaos that It's year. absolute chaos. The amount of cameras there. I mean, there I literally locked myself out of my hotel room that day. <laughs> I was luckily I was in like my work outfit, mm-hmm. not in like PJs or anything. And I get on the elevator and Johnny Manziel and an ESPN camera follow me into the elevator and I had to ride up, up the elevator with them. And I was like, I hope this doesn't make it on broadcast. <laughs> I really don't. That's so, so that's funny. so funny. You remember that. Courtney, you were with ESPN, Tatum's mm-hmm. with Vikings.com. And we talked to Ben Gessling earlier this week. And the word that we used was most baffling season maddening yeah. maddening season mm-hmm. would you say that is the case for you this year too it's just so chaotic because every game comes down to the final drive it's just wild like I've covered <laughs> seasons before where it's been a lot of like up and down roller coaster but not in the form of like the end of the game is yeah. always always in question like it's never completely figured out until the scoreboard hit zero and it's from a writer's perspective it's just really tough because you have to like always be prepared with multiple different use that delete button ways that <laughs> the game's going to end so like five different stories up at sure. once and so you know, over, it's just, over under you've changed your headline after the game more oh, than six times this year i mean yeah probably over okay. i mean like, i'll typically have like two to three word docs open like an if when blowout like from the Steelers like and then it was like okay like they're coming back like here's my if if win but close win and then there was like an if loss story <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was just there were so many different outcomes that could have played out which you're trying to conceptualize everything in the moment and make sure that you don't miss anything and it's tough because like there's so many different outcomes that could play into it just you know into being how the game's decided mm-hmm. yet it kind of feels like the way that they lost the games have been very consistent and the way that they've won games has kind of been all over the place. So, Like mainly when you talk about ups and downs, you talk about those high highs and those low lows. Mm-hmm. It's almost been like a steady, mediocre ground of like you're yeah. up a little bit, but you're down a little bit. You're never too high feeling good about yourself or never too low feeling like awful about the season. Yeah, I mean, they, they haven't had a winning record since, you know, 2019, which is crazy. That's crazy. Think about the last time they were above 500. It's been this race to get to 500 and then try to get one game above and then they fall a game behind. And it's you're right. It's not like they've been atrocious this right. year. I mean, yeah, it was a really rough start for them, but they write the ship and then it's their, you know, at 500 going into the bye, coming out of the bye. It's a two game losing streak and then they're back trying to fight for 500. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like if they can finally get over 500, that's the first like 
change that we will have seen in, in two years of this team. We got a chance to do that on Sunday. Get to 500. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to that game right here on the Vikings Radio Network. 7.15 Central Time. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Ben Lieber, Greg Coleman, and Pete Burstwich will be on that call. Pre-game show starts at 5.15. So be sure to tune in to that. Um, Courtney, this is a... Uh, a segment that we like to call That's What I Like. So this show is sponsored by Pepsi. Their slogan is called That's What I Like. So one thing that you like about Monday's matchup versus the Chicago Bears. One minute, you're on the clock. I like the intrigue of a place like Soldier Field. It's always You're always fighting the elements. It's always a late season game mm-hmm. that, you know, the Bears have been a thorn in their side for the last couple of years. They put them out of the playoffs in 18. Mm-hmm. They effectively put them out of the playoffs last year because had they would have had they won that game and because of Arizona and all that, like the Vikings would have ended up being the seventh seed and not Chicago being mm-hmm. the seventh seed. It's funny because like the Bears have had a terrible record the last few years, yet they continue to just like poke Find and prod the Vikings in ways that it's like they're able to screw up their season. Mm-hmm. Even if they have like a, a season that doesn't pan out to be that great themselves. Like you said, they won a Chicago in 2020, but Chicago mm-hmm. has won five out of the last six matchups. So this is a team where mm-hmm. they kind of got the Vikings number, similar to the the, the Seattle Seahawks. We got to win against them this year. So hopefully history continues to, to prove itself that we continue this streak alive. But Tatum... One thing you like about this matchup. I like Zimmer against a rookie quarterback. It just feels like he's able to dial up different pressures and different looks to kind of psych them out. And this offensive line has not been super consistent this season, allowing a lot of sacks. And I feel like this could be a really good game where, you know, you see Armin Watts get another sack or a DJ Wanham stepping up again because they've really started to come together, especially with the return of Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson. So... I kind of like this matchup against Fields. I think this is something they can exploit. And as long as they're able to do that for four quarters and not have any lulls in play, I think maybe you walk out of there with some confidence that your offense can get things done on the other side. Yeah, I, I think that is a great point. And I'm going to just piggyback off of that point. You got Jason Peters doesn't play the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears left tackle. They have two tackles that are rookies. Their left tackle, Tevin yeah, Jenkins. He had a rough the, game. He had four penalties last Four penalties, week. two sacks, a strip sack given up. And I mean, a key strip sack given up to Preston Smith last week. And then you got Larry Borum, their right tackle, who he's only got four penalties and a sack given up this year. But he's a guy that has some problem bending his knees. Mm -hmm. And when you have a guy that can't bend his knees, you got DJ Wanham rushing him on the exterior. I think that that bodes well for this defense. So no matter who it is, um, Sheldon Richardson, he was on the audible earlier this week. He, he His eyebrows raised when we said, hey, you're going against a, a rookie left tackle. Like, how do you feel? And when you when you got a veteran going against some rookies, you, I like to say I would take that matchup. And DJ Wanham has played Larry Borum in college. He had an interception when he played, played him at Missouri, had a sack when he played him in college. So those guys don't forget those matchups when mm-hmm. they played in college. So I'm sure Larry Borum's like, I want to get my, my revenge on this guy. So I think our defensive ends will have – a really good day against their offensive tackles. Yeah, and then the thing with like Chicago's offensive line, they've been really bad this year. And the fact that Justin Fields isn't entirely broken from that, I think, is a really good sign just for mm-hmm. his development because that could kill a rookie in the sense of just confidence. like the confidence and in going into year two. Like, is he shook? Is he in a spot where he's gun shy? I mean, think about that Browns game, his first mm-hmm. start when he was sacked, yeah. was it eight or nine times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. So, 
I I look forward to seeing Justin Fields up close. And I mean, it's now twice in the final four games because of all the rookie quarterbacks, he had the most intrigue, I think, around him of like somebody who's going to make an impact right away. Well, you put him on a team that doesn't have a lot of weapons. They have like no receivers and, um, you know, his offensive line's terrible. They have no real run game. And he's still, I mean, last week they put up 30 points. That's the mm-hmm. most that they have all season. I mean, it's it's honestly, like, for people who, like, get irritated watching the Vikings offense from time to time, go watch a bad offense. Yeah. Go watch an offense that struggles to score points. The Giants, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Chicago Bears, the Jaguars, the Texans, all of that. Like, you will be very happy when you look back at your own product. I mean, I had to cover the game on Sunday night. And I was like, wow, this is a really, really, this offense struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they were fortunate to be helped by their special teams. I mean, Jakeem Grant's an absolute stud. Oh. And I really yeah. think that their special teams unit has been special this year. They're really good. But, um, no, I mean, Fields Fields was a really interesting prospect. I really liked him coming out of the draft. And I think if he has the right support system around him in the future in Chicago, and that's going to depend on coaching staff, that's going to depend on, I mean, they only have Two draft picks in the top four rounds, something yeah, like that. Like they year, don't yeah. have a first round pick, so that it's could all be nothing. tricky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there to like, and this mat this rivalry is fun. I just want to see it kind of get restored a little bit. Well, coming off a week where the Minnesota Vikings had 300 yards in the first half, um, it's always interesting to hear from the guy who was the play caller behind those plays, Clint Kubiak. He talked to the media today and gave his thoughts on this upcoming matchup against the Chicago Bears. Garrett talked to us yesterday and he was honestly like very honest and self-aware about the way he played like the first however many games before he got COVID just that he might have gotten a little bit too comfortable and that he watched back the tape and he's like that's it's not good um how have you noticed him like has there been a change in his approach since he's come back from COVID and he got his job back hey you know that's why Garrett is where he is because he's a you know he's a self-aware guy but he's you know he's a great teammate and you know I, I wouldn't say that I've noticed that I noticed uh, any negative in his play. I think he's always been a guy we've counted on and has done a, done a heck of a job. When he came back, you know, I think he's uh, I think you see him practicing hard like he's always done, playing hard like he's always done. So uh, you know, I just I think re- I think a lot of Garrett. I think he's a great teammate, and I think he's a uh, you know really self conscious guy that always wants to get better, and that's what you got to have with with any position. Along the lot with Darasaw returning. I mean, do you see him back in the starting lineup Monday? And if so. Just replace Udo, or would you shuffle things more, or what? Yeah, we'll see. We got a few more days till till Monday night. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where he's at. You know, he's got a few good days of practice in here, but you know, we are shuffling the lines uh, to get guys' experience for for Plan A and Plan B and Plan C. So, um, can't tell you what we're going to do right now on Monday night, but we're keep working a lot of guys in practice. Justin Jefferson obviously had a great year last year. He's been even better this year. What aspects of his game? have improved this year and how much better have they gotten? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think uh, I, I just I think the skill set is is, you know, he's always improving with his skill set, but I would just say mentally, I think, you know, we've put a lot on him, moving him to a lot of spots and he's really, you know, taking that challenge and ran whether he's he studies hard and you can and uh, you just you gotta move him around because teams are teams are always gonna be keen on him. With the ankle right now, I mean it didn't look like he was able to do much today. Is that something where you expect like he'll test it out like day of and figure it out if he can go? It might come down to that. I know Adams doing everything he can to get ready to play. Um, you know, he had a tough injury, but he's doing everything the trainers ask him to do. And uh, you know, you know, we're gonna be smart with him. 
but if, if he's ready to go, obviously we gotta, we're going to have a plan for him too. So um, counting on Adam, hopefully he makes it. But if not, you know, we got to get the next guy ready to go. How beneficial is it if, if he can't go when you have Conklin? Because I know um, they didn't cover Martinez Lewis very well last week, just knowing that, like, so it wouldn't maybe lead Kirk to lock in on any certain receiver that he could have that tight end over the middle. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler's doing a great job. He's, he's, a, he's a target that we want to get the football to, you know, at all times, whether Adam's healthy or not. And, uh, you know, I don't – as far as locking on to a guy, you know, I just want – we just got to, you know, give give Kirk some options and uh, let him go play football. But uh, uh, Conk's having a heck of a year, and we got, we got four more games that, you know, keep doing it. You were talking about can they get any more snaps potentially from scrimmage, but that was back when he was the three guy. Now, with him being the two guy potentially Monday, what are you looking for from him, you know, backing up Cook? Yeah, we're looking same things we would ask from uh, from Alexander, you know, asking him to be be the number two guy. And uh, he's got to come in and, and, you know, spell Dalvin. Okay. And then if he's got to be able to, you know, be a three down back, you know, so we're asking a lot of him. And uh, he's earned he's earned the right to uh, to have those high expectations because he's been a heck of a practice player. And, uh, you know, in his limited role as a, as a back, he's done a good job. So we just got to keep, you know, keep developing him. Tatum, I got a question for you. And I got a follow-up question for that for Courtney Cronin. So Vikings fans, stay tuned. We got more to come after the break here on Vikings Vantage. Hey, Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. Hey, Vikings fans, right now you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at your local Hy-Vee. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching. This is Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Tatum Everett is here from Vikings.com. ESPN's Courtney Cronin is here. My name is Gabe Henderson. Uh, Tatum, before we uh, ended the break, I told you I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is there a game that still bothers you? For me, it's got to be that Cardinals game because mm-hmm. after seeing the efficiency that Greg Joseph has shown after that game, mm-hmm. He's you almost kind of feel more. I mean, I feel comfortable seeing him go out there kicking 50 yarders and 50 plus yarders. And so for me, it's that game, because also just what the Cardinals have been able to do this season and knowing you were right there. Mm -hmm. You were one kick away from giving them another loss, from giving from increasing your chances. um, That one was just a real, real head scratcher. And then, I mean, I got I kind of feel like if I don't say the Lions game, then like I'm really not (laughs) a Viking. Uh, I don't really that I don't really work here for the Vikings because like that (laughs) game was just just like rip my heart out and, you know, stomp on it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've like deleted that game out of my memory. So yeah. at this that's point, probably why it wasn't the first one to come to mind. <laughs> but the Card- the Cardinals game is the one that bothers me the most, too. And yeah. due to that missed field goal, but more importantly, I think Kyler Murray had 400 passing yards that game. One of those passes were, was a 77-yard touchdown right before the half. And then the other one was like a 35-yard uh, tip ball pass to their tight end. Eric Kendrick should have had an interception and then they go down the field and they score on that drive. So well, think about the like the maturation of Bashad Breland this season too. like he plays playing so much better at this point than he was in week two Mm -hmm. in this secondary. And so for me, that's also probably one of those points you say you allow them in yards. But I don't know if Bashad would necessarily be playing Mm -hmm. that right now. Rashad really has to figure out a way to stop Justin Fields. Courtney, if you are the Vikings, do you play Justin Fields the way you play Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson? I mean, you could even throw like Lamar Jackson in there, too. They've faced these types of quarterbacks before, but as cliche as it sounds, it's it's probably different. Mm -hmm. Like each one is its own entity. I'll use the steal a phrase from Kirk Cousins. But no, I mean, I think um, the athleticism factor, he's not 
something that Andre Patterson said is he expected him to have a lot more quarterback design runs, mm-hmm. to be relying a lot more on the pure athleticism. As a rookie, sometimes you default to that, and he's not, which is probably the sign of development in spite of all of the ups and downs, the injuries he's had coming in and out of the lineup, the whole thing. So you'd probably want to play him more along. I mean, Kyler's Kyler. Mm-hmm. Like the escapability factor, the stuff that he does – it's just, you know, you think you have him and then you don't. Mm-hmm. I think with someone like Justin Fields, like what we saw, I mean, I think it was Rasul Douglas had a pick six yeah. uh, in in the second quarter last week. Should have had two. He's, he's somebody who's still going to make those rookie-type mistakes. Like when he locks in on a receiver, like you can't do that in the NFL mm-hmm. the way that you were able to do that at Ohio State. So those are the type of things where it's like, he, find the little rookie things that he's going to inevitably make, those mm-hmm. types of mistakes or just habits that he hasn't yet had a chance to break. And that's how you end up frustrating him. That's how you end up forcing this team into three and outs or putting them in you know third and long situations where you can just rush your face off. Like I mean, that's just what you have to do to throw off somebody who is a really extreme athletic talent. Mm-hmm. like he's, re- And I'm excited to see what his growth is over the years because I think it could be really good for the NFC North to have more than just Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And who knows how much longer Aaron Rodgers ends up in Green Bay. Like To be able to have a younger quarterback on the come up there is exciting. So, um, you know, the Vikings have a really good opportunity not only just like with this week, I mean, they've got him twice in the next four weeks, which I don't actually know if it's an advantage or not an advantage because of the Bears have, again, been a thorn in their side for a while. And I don't know if it's good to see your division opponent twice in that same stretch, but if they can learn something from this first matchup, you know it's probably going to help them that second one. For sure. I know Kirk Cousins said today he doesn't know how it's going to be to play them so close together. And you wonder if they're going to be hiding anything up their sleeve for the next go round. But mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes back to your point about the playoffs, though, that this is playoffs? such an important <laughs> this is such an important time to be like you have to get this win to keep it alive. The the season finale won't matter if you don't walk out of Chicago with a win. Yeah, right I mean, now it, your playoff chances drop to eleven exactly. percent. I mean the Bears are all but out. I think this they're week like would, a point two percent yeah, chance less or than, something. Less than a percent. So, I mean they're they're done. <laughs> yeah. So don't let them play spoiler to exactly. what you could do because again like you're almost at a fifty percent chance. If you, if you win. win this game mm-hmm. and then you're looking at like what everybody else behind you, you know, the Eagles have the Giants this weekend. The Saints are still not very healthy. And I mean, you've got all these other teams that are contending for that seven seed and you wonder, OK, is Washington going to actually like do something? No. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So like be the team that's feared here down the final four games of December and then you can make a run. So you're saying there's a chance. There's more than just a chance. It's just like, which side is it going to be? Are they going to be yeah. the team that wins and bumps up to 40% chance to go to the playoffs? Or are they going to be ones that lose? And then are we having this conversation going into the Rams game of, are you saying there's still a chance? It's like, well, they have an 11% chance right now. Who knows? Mm. And and with the, with the Rams and the Packers on the schedule, that's obviously a much tougher matchup than what you're going to head into on Monday night. So this is the one you got to get. You got to get this done. For sure. And you... Got to get it done, maybe without Adam Thielen. Yeah. And if he's not able to go, then who do you expect to step up? Because 
defenses are going, are going to start doubling Justin Jefferson. Yeah. The and Steelers I mean, did it in the second half. And your depth chart of healthy receivers right now would be Jefferson, Osborne, Amir Smith-Marset. Like, and they've got a bunch that they just signed to the practice squad, so maybe a Myron Mitchell ends mm-hmm. up getting a chance. But then again, that's a good opportunity for Dalvin Cook to, if Akeem, especially if Akeem Hicks is not playing, that mm-hmm. would be my plan. Yeah, for well, sure. I mean, because went last year, that first game that they had on Monday Night Football in Chicago, Hicks got hurt about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And that's Com- when our run game opened Complexion up. of the entire game changed in that moment. So you're hoping if the Vikings, if you're the Vikings, that they're going to keep him out one more week just to make sure he doesn't risk re-injury. But I would lean heavy (laughs) on Dalvin Cook. And, you know, we talked to Cook today and he was talking about the harness and he's not really in any pain. It's not like having to play through something. It's more just like keeping the shoulder in place. And if you can do that and rip off 205 rushing (laughs) yards and two touchdowns, then I I would think you'd want to keep, you know, keep riding him. He was our game day live interview this week for Fox 9. That'll air on Sunday in the game day live show. But he was saying that it's not about like he knows his body he's an adult Mm -hmm. he knows when he can go he knows when he can't he's not going to put his own health in jeopardy so if he's good to go there is absolutely no chance that you're going to keep him off the field shoulder harness no shoulder harness whatever um and so yeah i was really impressed by hearing that because yeah it's all about like the acknowledgement of your own health yeah, you, you, all these guys know their body better than anybody mm-hmm. does. I mean, Eric Sugarman, our head team trainer here, he 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 does have a job and he he has to protect the player from themselves. But still, there's a there's a sense of we call it the dog nature that every player has, mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, I can do this. You know, I was surprised. I think a lot of people were when he came back against Pittsburgh and they were able to get that much run out Mm -hmm. of him and how successful he was. Granted, Pittsburgh's run defense was awful. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that certainly helps. But the Bears' run defense isn't much – honestly, it's it's not that much better than Minnesota's. It's been a big struggle point for this team this year. They're like 24th right now. So – that I think Akeem another... Hicks being out has a lot to do with that. For too. sure. But, I mean, if he comes back this week, then what's your game plan? True. Because he's going to, like, True. maul you up the you know, up the interior. And we saw what Robert Quinn was able to do. Bilal Nichols had a really good game the other day. But they've had to manufacture and change what they're doing up front because Khalil Mack's not there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there's a window here, if you're in Minnesota offensively, to try to, like – get past something that's really given you a lot of problems before, then this is the chance to do it. What can Vikings fans expect from you coming out over the next few days? Got a story on Patrick Peterson and his podcast. Okay. It's coming out and just kind of how it's changed. Like the, the way, what he's doing right now has really changed the window of athlete empowerment and controlling your own message mm-hmm. with his All Things Covered podcast. I had a chance to talk with him this off season and have been sitting on this one for a while. So really looking forward to running that. Courtney Cronin, thank you for joining us again no today. Um, Monday Night Football, kickoff 7-15 ESPN. You can listen to that game also right here on The Fan. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. It'll be nice, but I don't think we'll have that. So, as always, thank you for joining us. Um, We'll see you guys next week right here on Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like.